my name is Julia Sinjin and I played Laura. The director had seen me in a, another programme, the Victoria Wood Show, and he, uh, he cast me out of that. Um, I, met, I met him, I went in to the BBC, uh, you know, such a long time ago. But I, yes, I went and met him at his office at the BBC and, um, and he offered it to me then because he'd seen me, as I said, he'd seen me in the Victoria Wood Show, I think the night before on television. And um, he thought I was very funny. And so he said he offered it to me there and then, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's in Ringwood in Hampshire. It's near, is it, I can never remember if it's Eastbourne or Bournemouth, but yes, Ringwood. It, it was a new leisure centre, quite a new one. Um, and we, we would, we would uh, take it over for a few, couple of weeks every year, every summer. We used both, yes. Where, wherever there was something that couldn't be built in the studio, like a swimming pool. <laughs> um, we, yes, we used interiors and exteriors. And then we would go into the studio um, once we'd done all the, um, all the outside broadcast stuff, we would then go into the studio and do, and, you know, and do record the episodes in front of a, in front of an, a live audience. Well, I, I always think that Laura was the voice of reason, the audience. She represented, in a sense, the audience's point of view. Um, she didn't get caught up in the madness of Rittus's world and his way of thinking. But she also... She also... Um, served the function of seeing the good side, the moral side of the character of Gordon Brittus. Um, she was able to kind of rescue him from possibly the worst excesses of his thinking and his behavior um, because underneath she saw that he was a good man. He wasn't of kind of evil intent. He, I mean, he was catastrophically deaf to you know the social mores, but he, but he, but but he had a moral spine. Yeah, had a, had a moral compass, and she saw that. Um, well, I mean, it was lovely because we became. It sounds a bit of a cliche, but we came. We became like a family. We were, we were very close. It was a very close knit group of people. We got on very well. Um, we were very friendly. Uh, there was no conflict. It was. It was a very enjoyable show to be in, um, which is why I think it lasted as long as it did, because um, our, our close personal relationships, I think, came through on screen. And I would, I would say that's probably one of the reasons that it lasted so well, of course, as, long, as well as the writing, which was great. Well, it's been repeated quite a lot. Um, it still gets shown. I mean, obviously not so much now, but... Um, it's no, I mean, over the years, it, it's already been repeated and it's it's sold to it's sold abroad quite well as. Yeah. Is that, is that what you mean? That it, to be just to show it again, show the episodes again. Yeah. yeah well, I, I, I mean, it's happened. Well, I, I, I don't know whether there's a market, but it's not anything I would be interested in doing. Uh, I think it's over. You know, it was then and this is now. And I think you have to let certain things go and realize that that was then and this is now. So it's certainly not anything I would be interested in doing. Um, I th it was a show of its time. I think that, you know, um, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. But I mean, I, you know, as I said, that's just, that's just my personal take on it. Whether, whether there's a hunger, I don't know. Well, we would, each episode had a mixture of, <clears throat> excuse me, um, outside broadcast that we'd done on, on, on location and 
and interiors, you know, in the studio. So if, say, each episode was about 25 minutes long, you know, half an hour, 25 minutes long, then some of that would have been pre-done and that would be inserted into the live recording. But we, but each, once we went into the studio, each episode would take a week. We'd rehearse for five days, shoot on the sixth day, and then rest on the seventh, and then start again on the, on the Monday. We, we would normally, we would normally film on a Saturday night. That's just the way it worked out. Um, but yes, it's six, it's six days, five days rehearsal and one day's filming. And you pick anyone out and it, and it, it sort of breaks up the ensemble. We, we were strong together. You start, you start sort of pulling characters out and they don't work so well. We, we work well together. So I'm going to not answer that and say, it's, so, you know, we were, we were an ensemble. Well, working with Chris is like working with anyone. I mean, you know, it's, he's another actor and you, you, you do your scenes together. Um, you know, we all, we all got on extremely well. Um, I mean, I was speaking to Chris about a few, few months ago. So, um, uh, so yeah, working with, as I said, working with him was like working with anyone. Well, I, I again, just to, to sort of pull one out, you know, is quite difficult. What I would say is that the writing was, um, was fantastic. Richard and Andrew wrote in, in, a, in every little half hour episode, it was like a complete arc of a story and, and not just one storyline, but several and all the characters were well served, which is why when, um, when they decided they'd had enough after five series, I pulled out and didn't, wasn't in the, the, the following two series, which were written by other writers. So, um, because they had such wildly eccentric imaginations and took the characters in directions that were uh, completely unexpected. Um, so uh, what, what I liked was, I suppose, was um, in terms of my own character, was the, um, was the way they dealt with Brutus's kind of attraction to Laura. You know, it never went into anything that was on slightly shaky moral ground. You know, he just, he was attracted to her, but then he remembered that he was a married man. And of course she was as well, because she was married to a billionaire. So I just thought the way they handled that was really lovely and sweet. Um, but I, I have such admiration for their skill and their imaginations, which is which is one of the reasons why I wouldn't want to do any more because I think you know you can't you you can only imitate that you can't um, you can't be it you know every so often I I'm in contact with Jill who played Linda um, I hear about Pip or, or Harriet um, I spoke to Chris as a um, few months ago so yes I mean it's I, I think probably the person I'm in most contact with is Jill. Um, but we all kind of hear about each other. I mean, you know, that's, that's really nice. I mean, as I said, you know, it was a long time ago. I think the first series was 1990. Um, uh, it's another life. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I can't think of anything that I wouldn't share because I said it was all, it was all a very lovely experience. I mean, we would, we would look forward to it every year. 
um you know there would be you know other jobs in between and then it would be like oh lovely it's coming up to british time again um <clears throat> what was great was that um from about series three onwards the audiences knew our characters um, and loved our characters so when we were in the studio uh, it's a, it's this this strange mix between kind of television and theater you know it's a strange kind of hybrid but our characters would be introduced to the audience the studio audience and there was enormous waves of warmth coming from them and recognition um and you know in the studio you you go wrong and you you, you know you do another take you sort of forget the line or it goes wrong or there's some there's there's something and that was and audiences love that because it's like they can see the workings of you know what we do um and that all built up a very lovely atmosphere which was just great um and actually you know because it wasn't a long time ago and i've done a lot since and I, and now as i look back because that was quite early on in my television career it was something like the third or fourth thing that i'd done and and it was like well this is what it's like but it's not always like that um and it's not always that friendly and that inclusive and that supportive and that's that excellence of writing it's often not so looking back i realized what a what a really rare experience it was um when everything comes together the people but first and foremost the writing that if you haven't if you haven't got good scripts you there's nothing you can do you can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear as they say so we were so lucky we were so lucky with that writing and and mike stevens our director and producer um was is <laughs> he's still with us an absolutely delightful man and had a was really good at keeping and maintaining a lovely atmosphere in the theater in the in the studio um and again that's that's not that usual you know um so so it's a it's a it's a generalized um memory i have of um a highly professional uh we were all quite young you know um as i said it was very early on in my television career and most of us really um and chris hadn't done that much i mean he'd done red dwarf you know so i mean it was it, we were we were quite, you know relatively experienced so but but you know there were, but there's no despite or buts it was it's an and and it was it was lovely well i'm a director now i'm a theater director um which I absolutely love. I started a few years ago um, alongside, you know, everything else. And, and I'm a director of a theatre company as well. Um, one of, a, one of three, three directors of a theatre company. And I find that that satisfies me on every single level, intellectually, energetically, uses all my experience, all my gathered experience from um, my years of working as an actor. And that, that is what, that's my direction now. That's where I see my, that's what really engages me. I can choose my material. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for inviting me.